0: Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security and serenity as you strive for your success.
1: Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Barbara Clifford about procrastination isn't about self-discipline. Barbara Clifford assists busy, stressed, professional people. She is a time management strategist and certified stress management practitioner. She is on a mission to become the number one resource to help people to unclutter the chaos and break free from the shackles of overwhelm so that they wake each day inspired and motivated to work in peak performance and to live on purpose. Hello, Barbara, and welcome.
0: Hello, Clive. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolute pleasure. And speaking of living on purpose, I understand that I found you in beautiful Alice Springs. Tell us the story of how you got there and why you're there.
0: Okay, so I was actually working in the film industry and I was working in the film industry for some time and I went to Alice Springs for a six-week holiday. I was a little bit burnt out. I'd had a personal crisis and my mum happened to be here at the time and she said, look, just come home. I, had, I moved out of home when I was 17 and this was in my late 20s. She said, just come home, let me look after you for a little while and then decide what you're going to do and where you're going to go and what's going to happen. And so I came for a six-week holiday and it, I just fell in love. The place was awesome and I got heaps of work in the film industry, heaps and heaps of work in the film industry. So I decided to stay. At the time, that was my career and what I was doing. And then I met my husband and I had kids and I left, actually left the film industry and we did move away, as I mentioned to you before, Clive. We moved to Brisbane for a little while and I went to work for an entrepreneur. But... I missed the desert, love the desert, love the opportunity that working in the Northern Territory presents itself. Lots of opportunity here.
1: People tell us, of course, that the light is different in Broome. What is it about the desert that attracted you so?
0: Oh gosh there's so many things like I think from a business point of view there is just so much opportunity Uh, even if you aren't in business even if you just want a career opportunity there is just so much in fact when I left Alice Springs and went to live in Brisbane for a while uh, I was punching above my weight so to speak so I was going for jobs and not getting them where I would have flawed it in Alice Springs so there is there is so much opportunity from a professional point of view but from a holistic and lifestyle point of view there's there's a great sense of community here and it's a very transient place there's it's transient for the cowboys for the aboriginal culture for the business people so you're always meeting new people and new things are happening here all the time so there's a lovely flow there's a lovely uh, connection and just a great lifestyle and Definitely the light is different. It's always a sunny day. It can be freezing cold and be a sunny day. It is the desert, but it's all, the sun always shines in, in Central Australia. Sun always rises.
1: And you always have the Todd River, notwithstanding you might not have any water.
0: That's right. We do have a very famous, you know we have a famous boat race in that river, don't you?
1: Yes, yes. And uh, I haven't taken part, but I'm sure at some stage I'll get involved.
0: Well, you know, I think it was last year or the year before they had the lifesavers from Bondi Rescue coming to do, uh, compete and do their thing in the Todd River with no water. It is a river with no water. Yes.
1: (laughs) We're uh, rather wonderful in Australia for finding reasons to do things that seem rather odd at first glance. (laughs) So we've got a tremendous opportunity out there in the middle of the desert. From what you were saying there, it sounds to me like you've got a tremendous community.
0: Yeah, look, I do. And that's that's where you can have great rapport and really get to know the community and know their problems and know their issues. Even though I have a very niche kind of business, I still have lots of opportunity. And so it's twofold for me I get lots of opportunity through the network and the community that I have locally but I still do things online and connect with people nationally like connecting with you the only challenge for me I guess is when I do get asked to speak at conferences or do things it's the airfares are astronomical and they've only got worse (laughs) now because people aren't traveling
1: yes the distance is a charity but uh, as you say we're connecting. You're still out there in the centre of Australia. I'm here on one of the edges. So we're doing okay at the moment. Yeah. But notwithstanding you have such a wonderful community out there and tremendous opportunity, there are still people out there who are experiencing stress and others who are experiencing procrastination, which, of course, is... Your area of expertise at the moment. So tell us about that. Why do we have this stress? Why do we have this thing called procrastination? And what the devil do we do about it?
0: Well, the common belief around procrastination is that it's discipline. And whenever you read any articles or look to solve that problem or resolve it out in the community, it always, people always come back to saying that it's about self-discipline. You just have to get on and do it. But I argue that it's not about self-discipline. What I've learned is that we procrastination really, what it's really about, is choosing to do something that's more pleasurable over the thing that isn't where it's not that everyone focuses on what we're not doing, but what we really need to do is think about what are we doing? What is it that we're doing instead? And what that comes down to is what we place values on. What do we, what's important to us? What's that little thing that gets triggered inside us? And I talk about shadow values, the secret, the secret joys and passions and the things that drive you that you sometimes don't even know exist. And that's the key to what causes us to procrastinate.
1: So it all comes back to that wonderful thing called choice that some of us seem to have terrible difficulty with. So are you in the business of actually teaching people how to make choices?
0: I'm in the business of teaching people how to trick their brain, really. How to make it. We're all lazy. I mean, let's let's be truthful here. We want to find the easiest way to do things or get out of doing something. So you know the story of the carrot being dangled in front of the donkey. Right? So how do you make the donkey run where you dangle the carrot in front of it? And people have probably seen those silly little videos on social media with women on a treadmill and a glass of wine in front of them. And that's what's motivating them to exercise is running towards the glass of wine. Well, uh, jokes aside, it's kind of the same thing that we do in terms of the work that we need to do. Find it, we need to find the joy in it, essentially, or what we need to do is find how it's linked, closely linked to something that's incredibly important to us or where we'll get learning out of it or where there is value. And if we can't do that, the very next thing, best thing we can do is actually uh, reward ourselves at the end of that difficult task with something we really, really love to do. And we quite often forget to do that. And that's how you can drag yourself through something that's really difficult, is to have that reward at the end as well.
1: So being kind to us, to ourselves, is the answer to overcoming the things that are frightening us.
0: Yeah, and I think being honest with ourselves as well, as in what is it that really does float our boat? What is it that, will, it, that inspires us and motivates us? For example, I didn't know that I was a time management enthusiast. I, and when I did a lot of self-development and professional development, exploring where my skill sets were, I was surprised that time management and organisation ranked really highly. And I just ignored that it was something that i was good at doing and typically that's we do ignore it if we're really good at something we'll go oh that that was nothing really anyone can do that anyone can be a chef anyone can be an accountant anyone can be you know it's nothing really dismissing that we've got years of practice in it, whether we've done it as a qualification or whether we've just done it because we love it. And it's being able to identify what that is that we're actually really, that we we really place value on and get good at. And that's, it's our superpower, it's our genius zone, but it's where we're going to get distracted. It's what's going to pull us away because, oh, I'll just go off. And so for me, discovering uh, that I loved time management, I know it sounds crazy, but that's where I get distracted. So as a business person, I should be getting on the phone and doing follow-up phone calls, but not until I've color-coded them, alphabetized them, categorized them, and (laughs) prioritized them. Then I'll do the phone call.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I don't know there's some people that are listening to this going that is so me because there's some people that that are like that's a personality trait and that's that's what you like yeah but that's a that's a it's my power but it's also my distraction yeah
1: and of course we're all at exactly the same place because but it's a matter of identifying that we're actually doing it which I've noticed through the years is the thing that most people seem to have the most difficulty with. How do we identify that we are this or we are not that?
0: It's a really difficult, look, it's, it's a really difficult thing to do. I think sometimes, and I, that's part of what I do with people is help them identify that, identify that in themselves. And where we get caught out is that we listen to everything everybody else tells us so we have the influence of our parents of our colleagues of our friends of our spouse um, telling us who we are and who we should be and what we should do and so when I talk to people about values and what it is that they place value on they immediately say things like my children education you know all of these things that you that you really should be aspiring to but it's not at the core of who we really, honestly, truly are. And, and sometimes it, it, it's really interesting when I uncover that with people. And so I immediately know why they're getting distracted. It's going, oh, well, you know, that's what you place value on. So there's no surprises there. Or it's not being fulfilled, that desire and that passion. Like, for example, it's not uncommon with people I work with that they want to have a sense of connection. And if they don't get that fed in what they're doing, then they'll put it off. They won't do it or it's not fulfilled or it's being undermined. So they won't do it.
1: You mentioned that uh, we listen to everybody else's idea of what we should be. But if we don't listen to everybody else's idea, aren't we being arrogant?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think, Like anybody will say to you in business, if you try and be everything to everyone, then you're nothing to no one, you know, so it's about recognizing in yourself what you're really good at and your point of difference and where you're unique. And so that applies in business, but that applies to us as an individual as well. So we can take on board everything that everybody's saying, but ultimately it comes down to us knowing in ourselves what we're good at, whether it's as an individual or as a business. You have to do that.
1: And of course you mentioned taking some uh tests earlier, uh, to find to identify things and they yet yeah, they identified things that you were surprising to you. Those things are all around the internet webby thingy and available to everybody. Some of us go and look at those things and go, Well, that can't be me. So Do we actually need someone like you, that is a person, do we need to talk to a person to help us discover these things?
0: You know, I'm, I'm a coach, like I coach people, and I say to people, I need to be coached. I actually, it's easy for me to tell other people what to do, and every coach will know this from experience. But it's hard to do it yourself. If I'm a surgeon, it's difficult for me to do surgery on myself. And so you always need the best The best advice you can get is from somebody else being objective, somebody else observing what's going on. I can play football, but you telling me what, what I need to do is much stronger than me trying to identify in the moment what I'm doing or how I'm doing something. I need you to say, do you realise that when this happens... You do this. And so it's it's easier if someone can be objective looking in at what you're doing to see what's happening. Like the plummet the saying, the plumbers always have the leaky tap in their house. Yeah.
1: The alternative objective viewpoint is handy, but not inverted, commas up everybody's view.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like I think when you're getting advice it's helpful if the person who is giving you the advice aligns with with your virtues your values in terms of um that that holistic value uh and understand can see your strengths and weaknesses It's easy, for example, for a guru to say to me, the best thing you can do and what you need to do is write a book or do a podcast. And yes, they are great for some people, but they might not be right for me or it might not be something that I'll get pleasure from and so I won't do it well. So it's about about finding what's right and aligns with who you are. But again, you, you need to be able to unearth that as well
1: and it's the unearthing that seems to trip most of us up barbara so in unearthing ourselves we've got to unearth somebody who has the skills and abilities etc to help us do that is there a particular way that you've found to identify that particular character it's a
0: good point i've i've over the years i've been paid money to be coached and have coaches at different stages of my business and uh I've also been mentored and still mentored and still coached by people and still paying for coaching I think for me this is just me personally the way that I find the right kind of advice is to uh receive as much value for free before I pay (laughs) So I really get it. It's like try before you buy, I guess. So listen to, what, listen to interviews on a podcast, um, look, at, look at what resources they have and see if it resonates with me and aligns and if it's really addressing the problems that I need to resolve. I'm not just going to go with somebody because somebody else said to and because somebody else likes them. I spend a lot of time stalking, watching, <laughs> observing. That's just me personally.
1: <laughs> Very good. Now, I mentioned when I introduced you, Barbara, that uh, you're looking to become the number one resource to help people unclutter the chaos and break free from overwhelm. Why is it that we allow overwhelm to overwhelm us?
0: I think because, again, it comes down to pursuing things that we think we should be pursuing or pursuing things that give us pleasure but don't necessarily produce a result. So when I'm talking to people... um, uh, particularly business people if I'm we're talking to business people we talk about ease and impact and doing those kind of mapping exercise and ultimately whether you're in business or for yourself you want to be putting effort where you want to do the least amount of effort for the biggest amount of return that's why we all have tv remote controls now <laughs> you know it's the least amount of effort for the biggest amount of return um, and ultimately that 's what we want to that 's the ultimate goal in anything that we do, but sometimes we get distracted along the way where we might be doing things out of habit because that 's the way it 's always done or it 's an, an old policy or procedure within our business uh, or we 're doing it because it 's fun but it doesn 't necessarily achieve anything
1: and as I talked about the uh, helping people break free from the overwhelm, the reason that you do that is because you want them to be inspired each day to, to do things and motivated to operate in peak performance. What do you think is the difference between inspired and motivated?
0: Oh, ooh, trick question. Um, I'm, I don't know what the key difference would be, but I think... Motivated, when you're motivated, you can see the end in mind. And so if things, if you're doing things just because they're pointless, then you it 's hard to be motivated, inspired is where it 's coming from your heart and your soul and I think um, simon sinek talk with in his book start with why talks about the part of the brain that doesn 't have language it's it's operating from the gut and you 're doing things but you but, you, but you, you can't put words around it and it's it's more holistic i think uh, to be inspired, but when you can understand the the rationale and the, the ma- kind of the mathematics behind that, you can control that a little bit more. That's, that's not an, on the tip of on, on my feet. You, want me on my, you know, uh, that's what I can think of in terms of the difference between them.
1: Uh, I asked Barbara simply because uh, another viewpoint is uh, very important because it's something I talk to people about a lot that uh, motivation. Most of us are running around saying, Oh, I'm not motivated. I need motivation, etc. And so on. And, uh, I suggest to people that uh, if you're having difficulty with your motivation, you haven't found what inspires you. Because if you're inspired, you're never out of motivation. And if we can identify what it is that inspires you, it, it, we over the years I think our, our language has become a little bit uh, misconstrued. We think of inspired or inspiration as something that happens in a moment and, yeah. and then, then it's gone. My view is that if you're inspired to do whatever it is that you do, you'll never be without motivation because that inspiration is with you forever. And it, uh, as she pointed out, it comes from the place without language <laughs> and you just go out and do it. And because you're in the moment doing it, uh, everything works ever so much better. And I know that I've kept you longer than I should, Barbara. However. Before I get you go and see, we could go on and talk about this for days, you and I.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> but before I let you go, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation?
0: I think one of one of my mentors, um, and this is—it wasn't just my mentor; it was also Alan Peace that said this as well—is that the person who is asking the questions is the person that's in control, and it's been the biggest gift that's been given to me in terms of being in control of my environment um and having i guess control over other people is by asking questions and continually asking questions that's the best advice that i got and implementing that in my professional life
1: and what's the top piece of advice you'd like to leave listeners with today barbara
0: i think to uh focus on where you can get the biggest results like I said before where can you get the biggest results with the least amount of effort that in, that fills you with passion ultimately like you said that it does have to you have to be inspired you have to know why you do what it is that you do whether it's your job whether it's your business and and everything else can change the what and the how can change but why you do what you do is is the most important thing of all
1: Very good advice too. And most importantly, Barbara, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation?
0: I would love to have conversations with people. I encourage people to have a chat with me because I learn more. I get to ask questions. So you can reach me on timetamer.com.au. You can book a time to chat or you can just send me a message.
1: And Time Tamer is very simply Time Tamer. .com.au.
0: Yeah. No yeah.
1: breaks, nothing. It's all one word. TimeTamer.com.au Barbara, this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. Thank you for being here.
0: Thanks, Clive. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favorite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at Clive